0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Showhoppers. You are listening to our very special Leftovers Season 1 Ranking Episode. Wait, this isn't Episode 11? No. <laughs> this is the Leftovers Season 1 Ranking Episode. Ranking? Where Kurt and I, I'm Mr. Sal, that's Kurt. I'm Hello, am
1: uh, Nice to meet you. Uh, my former teacher, Mr.
0: Sal. Yeah, we, we should... We want to make sure that every once in a while we remind you that uh, I was Kurt's teacher uh, and that that's the dynamic that we're working with here. Kurt has, you know, he's he's since graduated and and moved on, but uh, it's that's the dynamic that that we're working with here. Kurt has not seen any of the leftovers uh, before we started this podcast. I have seen everything. It's my favorite series. So that's that's what we're working with. and. In this very special episode, we are going to go through and we are going to rank from number 10 to number one, all the episodes in season one of The Leftovers. We're going to do this individually. So we're going to start with my number 10 and Kurt's number 10. And we've set up some ground rules. Yes. We will have to flip a virtual coin or something unless you have an actual coin in your presence i could okay uh to see who goes first but we're each going to get two minutes to make our case for why we put the each episode in the position that we put it there will then be some time maybe a little bit of time for rebuttal in between episodes and then if we didn't get to say something we wanted to say. We'll put it at the end of the episode. Uh, but we are going to be timing each other. So when Kurt goes, I will time him for two minutes, and I will call time at two minutes, and he needs to stop mid sentence if if necessary. Uh, and same for me. He'll be timing me for two minutes, and I need to stop mid mid sentence if necessary. If we decide we don't need a full two minutes, we can waive the rest of our time.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Not
0: be tacked on to a later episode
1: uh Did I miss no, he didn't uh, there'll be time between you know where we can talk about what we said, maybe if someone wants to rebuttal or whatnot yep, uh but yeah, that's about a a harsh two minutes or less ruling oh, yeah, kind of for the comedy of it, kind of so we don't go on for like four hours talking about the whole series, well maybe we will I don't know how yeah. we feel about it, maybe maybe we won't like this in so next ranking we will just. Talk about however much you want. So you want me to flip the coin? Uh, yeah. you want heads or tails?
0: Um, I'll take tails. I dropped
1: the coin on my desk. Okay. Well, I'll go count it. And it is tails. <laughs> it's just how...
0: Oh, I guess I'll go first then.
1: Oh, okay. Maybe. Okay. So it is. The coin away.
0: Okay. Number ten.
1: Okay. So here's how we should do it, I guess. I'll go three, two, one, go, and then then you have to say the title episode. I'll, all the info bit, all the little bits you want to say about it, where you ranked it, so on and so forth. Three, two, one, go.
0: Okay, my number ten is episode four, bJ and the AC uh, I even though I, I do like a lot about this episode, uh, I love that this is the first interaction that we get between Kevin and Nora. I love the scenes with Kevin and Gladys. Uh, Not Gladys, I'm sorry, Kevin and Patty uh, playing their little cat and mouse game where Kevin tries to entrap Patty into encroaching on school property and Patty kind of takes the bait, but also is simultaneously having the rest of the Guilty Remnant stealing photos from people's homes who've lost loved ones. Uh, I love all that, but that stuff is fantastic uh anything with the with the guilty remnant is always going to be good anything with kevin and nora is always going to be good uh the one problem that i have with this episode and the reason i put it at the bottom is there's just a lot of tommy and christine doing really weird (laughs) tommy and christine antics that are just not interesting to me this is the episode where christine gets assaulted by by bottomless man in the shelter or wherever they are Uh, and there's all the victim blaming in the hospital by tommy and then tommy gets accused of domestic violence and see i'm already talking too much about tommy and christine and and that's i think the downfall of this episode tommy and christine really without wayne so uh again love the episode i still give it a nine ranking because (laughs) <laughs> don't hey this is my time don't you laugh <laughs> i still give it a 9 ranking uh because the other stuff compensates for the the Tommy and christine stuff enough that i'm okay with it this is also the episode where where kevin has to has all the antics with the ba- missing baby jesus which is pretty entertaining in and of its own right so i'm willing to yield the rest of time. my time <laughs>
1: You that, that time? Yeah, it's time, right? Sure. <laughs> oh my god, you perfectly to yield the rest of your time. So, <laughs> oh, I can't... I'm sorry, I just can't believe you spent more than half your time, because you spent the first 50 seconds talking about how it's a good episode, and at the end, you spent more than 10 seconds talking about how you liked the camera. You spent more than half your time giving praise to the episode that you ranked the worst
0: in the season. That's how good the season is. <laughs> and I still give this episode a 9 rank. Or a nine rating, a nine yeah. out of ten. Okay. Are you ready?
1: Yeah, I'm about to use my time.
0: Okay, ready? So I, so you did one, two, three, go. I always do ready, set, go. Okay, your man numbers. Yeah, go. Okay,
1: my number ten is "Beating the AC," which is also season one, episode four. I gave it a seven on the Kurt ranking. Uh, lower even to sales nine on his ranking. Uh. Same stuff as Mr. Sal, I, I, I don't know what to add, he went over very well, <laughs> it's kind of hard to top that act. Uh, more than that bottom man though, why did they just never talk about how he was naked? That really bothered me, like they just kind of did it and left it, like why Why is there no reason there? Too much Tommy and Christine, this is, I was kind of excited for Tommy and Christine based off like the first episode, I remember telling Mr. Sal, he warned me he gets worse, and boy does it get worse. <laughs> like number two, I was kind of okay with the fours where I buried it did it from there on out. Any Tommy Christine. Minus like the finale. I was like, this is a waste of my time. Quite frankly, a waste of the director's time. Uh and you know the the main story stuff was pretty good. Uh but it was like it still wasn't really as good as other stuff that happens in different episodes in the season, so it's not even like enough to carry the bad act of the Tommy Christine scene. Uh, I yield my time. Okay, that was a minute <laughs> eight. Oh, okay, minute eight. Yep. That was much shorter than that. Okay. I, I had to, like, now learn how to judge two minutes while talking. A man, a teacher like Mr. Sal, when he knows there's only two minutes left before class is over, he can perfectly summarize <laughs> what he used to say. I have a very, I'm fighting an uphill battle this compared to Mr. Sal here. <laughs> perfectly summarizing.
0: A lot of practice with this, for sure.
1: Really? Do <laughs> you really? Absolutely. Oh wow! Oh, I'm, oh god! Even worse. <laughs> okay. Well. Uh, so, do you want me to do number nine first? Since yeah, you, we'll two. snake it. Okay. Okay, that's fine. So then I'll do nine. You'll do nine and eight. No, eight, seven. Okay, that's fine. I'll all do right. number nine here. All right. Ready? Uh, yeah, I'm ready. Go. Okay, so the pilot. I'll say this first and foremost. Oh, first of all, it's pilot season one, episode one, and I gave this a seven on my rating. Pilots. Gotta say this first and foremost, I really don't like pilots for most episodes. Because a lot of them is character developing, but it's not even interesting character development. It's like, oh, they're just chatting with people and nothing super interesting is going on. There's some plot, and this episode has some plot too. Uh, like, we uh, we see, like, Dean, the dog shooting, and we learn about the departure. Uh, a lot, You know, uh, the big speech happens there, and we see, like, the GR. We learn that Kevin's wife is part of this. Apparently not a cult, but I was very adamant was a cult and still believe it is a cult, especially according to the government of the society. They think it's a cult, too. Uh, Mm -hmm. We learn of Holy Wayne and stuff. And that really interested me. That that was the most interesting part in the pilot to me, was the Holy Wayne stuff. I also want to get that back. That ended up being the worst storyline in the season. Anywho, (laughs) uh, it's a pilot... I don't don't know the characters all that well, and so it's just hard for me to connect onto them. I don't even think it's that much of a fault of a show. It's hard to make a good pilot, in my opinion, that I really latch onto. So I think uh, it is what it is, and yield. (laughs) Okay.
0: Minute 15.
1: (laughs) Minute 15? Really? Man, I shouldn't be doing Okay, I gotta... I really thought I was way closer. (laughs) I I don't want to start running on, though, and being like, well, and then this, this, this. I just say what I can think of. There you go. Okay. Okay. Mr. Sal. Yep. Oh, what is that? Okay, you're just good to go. Three,
0: two, one, go. My number nine is season one. Well, they're all season one. Episode two, Penguin One, Us Zero. Uh, Still gets a nine as I've... it's, It's very... Clear uh, every episode of the leftovers either gets a nine or a 10 that's it those are the only options for, from this mr sal end of things so uh the 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 big hang-up of this episode and the reason one of the reasons why it's not higher is kurt i think you'll agree with me i hate this title <laughs> this title is really bad uh and, and i don't i don't get it uh and I, I maybe maybe that's my fault but i i think the title mm, knocks it down quite a lot uh otherwise there's a lot of good stuff here though uh we we get the um the scene where jill and amy uh are in the cafe and they see nora's gun and they follow nora which leads to one of the most heartbreaking things in the in the season when at the end of the episode amy says these jelly beans are stale and Jill realizes that they probably are left over three, three years ago. They were her kids and she's held on to them this whole time. Uh, we also get Nora's uh, death benefit, not death benefit, departure benefit interview, which is really riveting, especially with knowing what we know uh, toward the middle of the season. I love seeing that first, that first one. This is also the, the episode where Kevin starts to question his own sanity, with the missing bagel and visiting his father his father's watching perfect strangers by the way this is the first time we get anything about perfect strangers i love talking about perfect strangers in this episode or in this in this series but ultimately um it's it's not the greatest episode uh we start to see kevin's dreams and that's okay that's good stuff there's a lot of good stuff but uh the there are better. (laughs) <laughs> that
1: was the first cutoff. <laughs>
0: I, I was going to. That was my last sentence. That's I was.
1: I was getting amazed that Was he going to do it again? Was he going to perfectly yield his time?
0: That was really close. I
1: was, I was getting. I was getting super ready to say time.
0: <laughs> oh boy. Okay. Well.
1: Wow.
0: That. That's it. So, are you ready for your number? Oh no! Wait. Oh, you I gotta, gotta go snake it again, snake don't I? It. Yeah,
1: You gotta go again.
0: Oh my goodness. Okay.
1: Okay, three, two, one, commence.
0: Hey, this is Mr. Sal's number eight for season one of The Leftovers. It is episode seven, Solace for Tired Feet. Still in my uh, nine groove here. Still giving this episode a nine. I do love this episode. This is the most uh, Kevin Sr. that we get in an episode, which is very cool to see the problem that I have with this episode is, and really whenever Kevin senior is heavily involved is that we descent down a path of, of like just absolute craziness that is hard to make heads or tails of, and doesn't always pay off. There's a lot of red herrings uh, weaving in and out of anything Kevin senior does, because even though a lot of what he experiences does come to pass and what what he predicts does come to pass. Uh, There's a lot that is, I think, maybe a little bit exaggerated and and we don't ultimately get payoffs on a lot of it. So, uh, but having said that, there is a lot of good stuff in here. Uh, We start with, you know, Jill, Jill in the refrigerator. Ultimately that's kind of cool. The Tommy and Christine stuff is actually not bad in this episode because this is where they meet Tommy 2.0 and Christine 2.0, or at least Tommy does. So that's kind of interesting. The National Geographic issue uh, is something that I both love and hate about this episode because they don't really ever pay it off uh, blatantly in the series. You really have to work for that one, which is kind of good. I kind of like working for stuff, but that's the, that issue had an, issue, an article about cairo egypt it had an article about spiders underwater and the missing society so so even that is still pretty good uh oh and of course we get the Nora kevin sex scene which is always a good thing and uh that oh, <laughs> I mean, I was pretty
1: much fun wow i cannot believe how well you're doing all these I've i signed up I've been swindled by a con man. <laughs> That's how I feel right now. You're like, hey, let's play some pool. I've never really played all that much. And you're just hitting every shot. I well, mean, you know, I'm scratching. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. Uh.
0: Okay. Are you ready, Kurt? Okay.
1: Okay. Yeah, I'm ready.
0: This is this'll be your number eight and then okay. you'll do your number seven. Yep. Okay. Ready, set, go.
1: So my number 8 pick is Penguin 1, Us 0, uh, which is episode 2. I ranked this an 8. And definitely definitely a weaker episode. Uh, I've ranked it higher for an obvious reason here. And you know I like the Holy Wayne compound. This is when I was still interested in Holy Wayne. And we see the compound rated, and I was okay with that. And I was still excited. Meanwhile, Mr. Sal was coming to temper my expectations, which I really should have. But I did like seeing it. Uh, and this is where we start seeing Kevin going crazy, or at least questioning his sanity. Not that he actually goes crazy. Uh, I wasn't super crazy about the Nora stuff yet. Granted, now I know more about Nora, so maybe rewatching it, I would appreciate it more. But mm, I still wasn't like the. I didn't care all that much. That Amy scene that uh style brought up, where she's in the jelly beans, is definitely one of the heartbreaking scenes. Of the series is just ah, oh, how it has gone. Through, and I still don't know why Nora intentionally spilled that coffee. When I think about it again now, huh. <laughs> maybe it was to see. I, maybe it was she was seeking attention. She wanted to see if people still cared about her. Who knows? Um, but downsides on it. Yeah, you know, the Tom Christine scenes don't really go much of anywhere. And to be honest, this might be the weakest like Kevin storyline that like includes Kevin storyline of the entire series. Uh, I feel like if I yeah I say that 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 includes Kevin out the two battle episodes, so that's why that this gets only a number eight placement in my rankings. Time, okay, one thirty six. Okay, I'm getting up there now.
0: You're getting better.
1: Okay, better. Or sure worse, better. depending on your perspective. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Take longer. Explain my thoughts. Okay, uh. I'm uh.
0: By the way, I, I tend to agree that that is probably the weakest Kevin uh, storyline. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, I'm ready for my seventh.
0: All right. Ready, set,
1: go. Okay, so this is uh, my seventh ranking guest. Part of season one, obviously. Episode six, I ranked this in an eight. And this is the Nora Bottle episode. Now, maybe I'll suit it up to Mr. Sal over hyping this episode. It's. It's I, Listen, it's still an 8 by my ranking. I like these episodes. These are all good, especially from here on out. But uh, the Nora episode isn't even the best bottle episode of the season. I like Two Boats and Helicopter more than I like this episode. Uh, And it's not to say, like, I like Nora as a character. And this teaches us a lot about Nora. But I, I think I like Matt's bottle one more. And, I mean, that's about it. I should stop dishing on it, though. It is still a great episode, and I think I should give it some praise. Uh, we see the ballistics vest and the gun of um, her getting shot by the one escort that she brought over. Uh, we see... This is where I we formally learn about these, like, body replicas. Um, and uh, we learn more on the government side of things in this episode especially. And we, we see Holy Wayne, and I see Holy Wayne in a really cool way in this episode. Holy Wayne despite how weak his storyline is, is actually a really cool character. Every time... He is he is a uh, scene-stealer, much like Patty is, as we say. I love Holy Wayne's appearances, and he makes a great appearance in this episode and helps Nora heal herself. And I think this episode really shows Holy Wayne's powers. Whether they're real or uh, placebo, it really shows it, because we've seen Nora before, we see Nora after, and we see more of her before. Uh, in the... What's it in the finale we kind of see how Nora is pre-Holy Wayne. But even throughout this episode, we see how she is pre-Holy Wayne. So uh that's it. Time.
0: 150, not bad.
1: Yeah,
0: okay. Not bad at totally all. Improving. Good job. <laughs>
1: nice work. We're <laughs> now. Okay, Mr. Cell. You ready? I'm ready. Okay three two
0: one go mr sales number seven is episode one the pilot or is it just pilot i guess it's just pilot anyway uh, i'm a little higher on this episode than you are kurt and i think that i I take all your points regarding pilots that it it is hard to do a good pilot although i think this is an exemplary pilot Uh, i did however have i had this pilot rated a 10 for quite some time i just recently changed it to a nine uh, because i just cannot i cannot justify having it uh, have the same rank as some of the episodes that are in my top five so uh, i've i've knocked this one down to a nine uh there is a lot that i love about it though i i think the opening sequence is so effective uh, in showing the departure itself which is astounding i I love all the little cans of worms that it opens up along the way from the the denzinger report uh to the the uh faith-based arguments uh to the even the twins in this episode saying that uh that the dogs have gone crazy and and it's only a matter of time before the people do we're just doing it slower uh, so i really i i love it for for a lot of those reasons i love how they uh, eventually lead us to the conclusion that the Garveys are all uh, are one family because they do spend the whole episode focused on really on those four people, Kevin, Lori, Jill, and Tommy. And I think that it's, it's cool because they don't blatantly tell us right off the bat that they're a family, but we do learn as time goes on, how they're, how they are related and how they are a family. Uh, ultimately, I think the downfalls of this episode are too much time spent with Tommy and, and and on Wayne's compound, Wayne's a great character. Uh, not necessarily in this episode, I don't love fast. That's it,
1: yeah. That's too Oh, no, I was not talking <laughs> Yeah, you were horribly off time that Oh, time. No. oh I'm so sorry, Mr. Sal.
0: Oh, no, you're not. I uh, know,
1: I'm not that sorry. Uh, listen, I I will agree on the pilot, which may be another watch through. It's a pretty information for a pilot, very information rich, a lot of nods. For how the series goes and information that you'll better understand, especially if you've already seen the series. I guess that goes with most episodes, but for a pilot, a lot of stuff like the Denzinger report that you talked about and like the dog information is like, oh yeah, the dogs are wild and like mm-hmm. all this other stuff. So yeah. I'll, I'll give you some credence to that. Oh yeah, what it is.
0: It's good stuff. It's just not the best stuff in the season.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's mediocre stuff.
0: I I I think it's better than mediocre, but. <laughs>
1: Uh, are you ready for your next one i am okay three two one
0: go all right mr sales number six is episode three two boats and a helicopter so uh, you mentioned the the point of view episodes we get two of them in this season we get one for and one for matt i think that this episode is so good as a standalone episode it almost doesn't need the context of the rest of the series to be effective it's and but I think that is both to its credit and to its deficit uh, I, I this is this is the last one on my list that's going to get a nine everything else from here on up is is a 10 uh, the, and the reason that I give this a nine is because it is so isolated from the rest of the story uh, it, it really was a break in the action uh, I loved it and it was fantastic and I loved all the legwork that I had to put into looking up passages from Job in the Bible and uh, and the portrait of Job on the wall. And it's, it's fantastic. It's unbelievable storytelling. But I did think it broke the momentum of the series a little bit. And it also spent, you know, we, we spent 10% of the season on a character that's a relatively minor character when you consider the entirety of the season. Matt is not, does not play a huge role in the events that happen throughout the course of the season so to spend a full episode with him was extremely interesting and rewarding and i love it uh but i, I just because of the way it fits into the series season uh i'd give it a nine instead of a 10 and rank it number six time right.
1: okay so that was mid
0: of 30 really I had 30 seconds left yeah 30 seconds <laughs> oh okay that's okay that's fine Said what i needed to say yeah
1: no you did yeah and more is less or that's is, <laughs> Plus is <Okay>. more me. <laughs> more. Here we go.
0: We uh, we're right. doing six and then five, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. So. Okay.
1: Ready? Uh, ready as I'll ever be. Okay. Ready, set, go. Okay. My number six is Solace for Tired Feet, which is episode seven of season one. Uh, Solace for Feet, it's, I really like this episode in terms of we, Senior getting out and getting to see a lot more of Senior, because I, I was super curious for him for the entire series. And... Uh, the questions he poses, I constantly wonder if he's a madman or really smart, like he, he's got insider knowledge. And I think he probably has insider knowledge, but it's it's very interesting to see. And you were right, I did forget about I did discount this uh, Tommy Christine storyline, which I actually was getting hyped about. And then they ruined it because then they just never showed him again. I was so excited. Like, oh, are they going to work together, or go against Holy Wayne? No, he just kind of gives up on Holy Wayne, which is okay as well. But I would have really loved if, you know stick at the Holy Wayne. uh it is what it is uh episode is still really good number six, and it's still got uh number eight ranking, so by all means, I love this episode in terms of innate rating I guess. <laughs> uh I don't think of any like major weaknesses past that uh you know not a lot of it's Kevin, but it's Kevin hunting down Kevin senior a lot in this episode. And it's not only until the it's not until the end where like Matt drops off Kevin Sr. and him and Kevin Sr. really talk that you really get some sort of like Kevin development. Anything major in this episode. Uh I guess he dates Nora, but there's not too much development until even after just that and all that. So I uh yeah. I definitely give this I think this deserves where it is and time. One forty one. Okay. Yeah.
0: Alright.
1: I'll take that i'm ready for the next slap okay. slap it on
0: ready yeah go okay
1: ready uh this is number five two boats and a helicopter which is episode three the leftovers i gave this an eight now i doubt I give this as high of a ratings i did when i first saw it but thinking about it and my feelings on it it definitely deserves the ranking gets now i completely agree i think this is it's the biggest thing it has against it okay and this is a compliment in a way is it breaks it's so different from the first two episodes that it breaks the momentum uh but i love the episode stand alone just like the job facts, uh connecting him matt to job and him seeing these signs his bird powers ah oh, i hope to see them again one day it's such a such a great episode that shows matt and how he feels we see the peanut butter uh money left still there which kind of hinted at a connection between matt and senior and connection kind of continued later on or at least I'm working together uh, so it's a really good episode of standalone but it doesn't really connect all that well into the major like plot stuff you could have gotten away with mastering a lot of this and the main storyline still makes sense but it, it really is good at showing man as a character and from here on out whenever I see Matt I love seeing man as a character anytime he's one of my favorite characters to see on screen uh, I think they could have done with timing this episode better because it really broke the momentum because you're wondering if Kevin is sane from the last episode. Even though I think he gets some payoff, he finds that bagel or whatever. You know, there's still questions around that and they just cut it off. Same. I thought the Tommy and Christine stuff was still interesting in the last episode and they cut that off until episode four where it's learned, oh no, it's just a big hoax. It's terrible stuff. Maybe they were just delaying the inevitable by putting this here. But, you know, maybe there could have been better timing. Oh well, it is what it is. Still a great episode, though. Time, one fifty-three. Okay, <laughs> thank you. Uh, nice. Okay. I'll I'll one day be able to tell two minutes exactly, <laughs> just if I feel alone. So I'm hoping by accomplishing.
0: By doing you know, this. It, what's funny is we're not in the same place as we we record this. I I could absolutely have a two minute timer, going over here as yeah, well. Yeah, so
1: I thought. Of, that's what I thought you were doing at first, man. You were so spot on. I was like, oh, I
0: God. wasn't, and, and I and I. Going to try not to because I think it's more interesting if we don't.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. You, you don't like. I don't even look. At, I don't even look at the clock when I start because I don't want to like. vaguely, like glance at and be like, "Oh, it's been a minute." <laughs> I guess if it's been <laughs> two, you'll already be over. So I'll well, know mm-hmm. it's been halfway through at least. No, not even. Half of a minute. Never mind. Okay, I'm not gonna think too much on it. Anyway, you good? You ready to go, Mister Cell? you number right. five, right? Yep, number five. Okay. Three, two one go
0: my number five is episode nine the garvey's at their best this is the first on my list that gets the the not so elusive 10 rating for the leftovers from me uh and and but it is my least favorite of the tens but it's fantastic i i I mean it's it's near perfect episode Uh, i love seeing What we all this backstory, I I love that they spend an entire episode in flashback. I think that's that's really interesting to watch i i love watching the the Garveys, the four of them seeing them and, and it's so jarring hearing, hearing lori talk for the first time seeing her have a therapy session with patty where she is the therapist and patty is the patient which, which is such a, a power dynamic shift from where we're used to, see, to seeing them <laughs> seeing jill and braces bopping around dancing and watching the whatever cat that was that you're you'll fill me in on later with the rainbow coming out of its butt but uh all that stuff is is so interesting to see knowing where these characters are going to end up uh i even seeing kevin senior as a, a highly functioning chief of police is is pretty incredible so uh the oh one thing that i don't even think we've talked about yet is all the deer stuff that happened in this episode was a result of the deer having a balloon caught in its ant- antlers that said it's a girl and the season ends with Kevin and Nora receiving a baby girl. So uh, I don't even think we talked about that when we talked about uh, episode 10, The Prodigal Son Returns. So uh, that I thought was tied so nicely together. Um, I, I did th- I did think it broke the momentum a little bit, which is why it's my, my bottom number 10 because Episode eight, that's how you say episode eight. Kero, <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's episode eight. Kero, I love cutting you off so much. That's my favorite part. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I'll, I'll talk about that one soon too, so leave it there. But you ready to okay. go on to your next? I
0: sure am. All okay. right, uh,
1: three, two, one, go.
0: My number four is episode five, Gladys. This is an episode that I f- forgot how much I loved. I give it a 10. Uh, and I love, from beginning to end, almost everything about this episode. Uh, of particular interest to me is the little field trip that Patty and Laura Laurie take. I think that scene alone, uh, I, it's split up into multiple scenes, but that's, that sequence alone is worth the price of admission to this episode there's no tommy and christine in this episode which is other than uh, the two boats and helicopter the the matt epi- episode the only episode so far in the season uh where we get no tommy and christine and boy it really paid off and and it was noticeable how much more i enjoyed this episode because of that uh meanwhile there's a whole lot going on with characters other than just Patty and Laurie because we get this, this jarring, just unbelievably gory stoning in the beginning of Gladys. And I love the mystery that unravels as a result of that. Did Kevin do it? Did Dean do it? Did the Guilty Remnant do it to themselves? Did Matt do it? And, and all of these people at different times uh, are significant suspects. And we don't even learn by the end of this episode who did it. But by the end of the episode, we see Gladys burning and we remember Patty saying that doubt will consume you until, like fire until you are but ash. I'm going to call time there.
1: Okay, 139. Yeah. Interesting. Hmm. Okay. I'll remember that. Okay. <laughs> okay. We'll remember, okay. Sounds Kurt, good. Kurt will remember this. Do, do you know that reference? Really? I mean, I don't think you will at all. Cause I don't think you've ever played those video games. <laughs>
0: Is this Assassin's Creed again?
1: No. Wait, whenever I made an Assassin's Creed reference to you?
0: Uh, I don't know. I remember you making one a couple weeks ago.
1: No, it's not Assassin's Creed reference. Huh. Oh, no, I talked about the Animus. Something with, like, this plot device that they can use for, like... So they could translate the language. Yeah, because I remember we were talking about the Solitude episode in Lost and how they panned the camera. Or solitary, I meaning? They pan the camera and they change the language.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I,
1: right. Yeah, I was talking to you about a device to use in that game. I right. like, it changed the language for you. Just letting you know. So it's not like they're all just talking English in ancient Rome or something. It's just, we translated it for you. But they are. You just right. hear English. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, no. But anyway, we'll see. Okay, I this. ready for your number four? This number is four. four,
0: yep. Okay, ready, set.
1: Okay, so my number four is got the Garvey's at their best, which is the ninth episode. I gave it a nine. And I think much like my number five rating, Two Boats and Helicopter, the biggest weakness of this episode, and maybe even the only weakness, to be quite honest, is the fact that this just breaks the momentum, especially going into the ending of the episode eight, right, with that, like, oh, she's dead, Patty's dead, to into, the, of course, the season finale. You're going to be hyped for that. So the biggest killer of this episode is just that it is a momentum breaker and that is all in terms of weaknesses that I can really list and, and these top four they're all incredible uh it, even if they didn't have like too many plot stuff going on in this episode it's just so nice such fanfare just to see these people like back living their lives as they normally did prior to it but there was a lot of you know plot stuff we see Nora and her family for the first time uh not Nora of course but our family. And, you know, we see how she treats them, the regrets, uh, the paper towel thing. That was a nice one to look at. Uh, we see Nine Cat. I think we all know who that is. Listed <laughs> off just top of our heads. Uh, seeing Senior walk around, as Mrs. Sal said, that's, that's a great thing. And uh, I, I really like the episode. The deer stuff, uh, I think that balloon, eh, you know, it's a girl balloon thing. That's not as cool to me. I still love the episode. But it's just, I, I don't care much for that. And we need to learn more about Tom and how he feels about his dad. We know he had that hidden photo in one episode. I don't remember which one it was. But, you know, I love this episode. There, there's almost no weaknesses to say on it besides just a momentum breaker. And I don't even know if they could have really swapped it around. Uh, that's all. Time.
0: 149. Okay. You're you're suddenly better at this than I am.
1: <laughs> I'm actually better by the fact that I never go over it. <laughs> oh so, yeah, if it was like Price is Right rules, we'll then yeah, I'm better by default. <laughs>
0: just never go over it.
1: Uh, okay, I'm ready for my number three.
0: Okay, Kurt's number three. Ready, set, go.
1: The Prodigal Son Returns takes my number three spot. I gave it a nine ranking. It's the season finale, of course, and it's a good season. Uh, it's a good season finale, as I said, not a good series finale, overall. I'd say just because it leaves some questions, but man, it's got some pretty good payoffs. Uh, uh, we start the episode Matt comes hey and I love seeing Matt always oh, it, it just helps Kevin through his patty stuff it's just cold as ice he is my biggest gripe with this episode was definitely that fake off of Kevin dreaming and yeah I guess I should figure if Kevin ever closes his eyes we might go into something fake but I don't know they didn't I feel like they didn't give you enough to know it was a dream when you were within it and they just kept me going for so long, so. Maybe it's because they tricked me, maybe because I just didn't like it, but I did not. The dream sequence of, I just wish they made it more obvious it was a dream or something, or, I just think, don't think they gave enough credence to that. Uh, the Tommy and Christine uh, storyline's actually good in this, because it's not just them on the run now, or it's just driving around endlessly, there, you know, uh, Christine abandons her baby, and possibly a better spot than Tommy did, because no one was in that house for more than 24 hours. Yeah. Meanwhile, people were in and out of that bathroom. While more dirty, perhaps the better spot. Uh, <laughs> I'd argue that in my time. Uh, but uh, listen, it, it's a great episode besides that. It's great payoffs. We see the fires, the the mob stuff that goes on from the bodies. I'm not going to get low on time here. We hear Lori speak. Finally, since being on, like, part of the GR. Uh, Jill struggling with her family stuff. Well, mostly she's just in the GR, but Kevin risks you from the flames. And uh, Nora's grappling with, kind of being unwound from Holy Wayne's powers. And Tom and Lori hug time. <laughs> yeah,
0: 150. Okay, there you go. Did you say Tom and Lori hug? Yeah. In what world did you see Tom and Lori hug in that episode? Didn't they hug it like,
1: the when they saw each other, like Tommy gets out of his car?
0: No. Lori. Then what did they do? They just look at each other, and you're left to wonder why. Oh, I thought they. No, you're left to wonder if the, if it was a warm reception or a cold one. Really, I just figured it was warm. Wow, <laughs> wow you really jumped to a big conclusion there.
1: My brain has the really like Nelson Mandela effect that I'm like, really? <laughs> they did it hug? Why? Yeah. I am all about the thing like bear hugged it out. Oh, I don't think we bear hugged. But... <laughs> i have like a vivid imagine of them I'm going up to hug it. Now I'm going to read. Well, I'm not going to read lots of books. I'm going to take a word on it. You know.
0: yeah. Are you ready
1: for your what, three and two?
0: I'm ready for number three.
1: Okay. Ready, set, go.
0: Mr. Sal's number three is episode six, Guest. The much anticipated, much hyped, pr- but still probably underhyped guest. This is is a perfect episode of television it is uh norocentric uh but unlike the matt episode which is which was pretty much just all matt all the time uh this one actually does connect to the main story in, i think a much more significant way uh and it does not break any momentum that i could tell Uh, i i think kurt ranking at number seven is uh, in the series is borderline criminal uh, but we'll have to forgive him and move on. Uh, I, I, I'm going to use the the phrase "worth the price of admission" quite a bit, <laughs> and, and uh, it seems from my from my top four here, uh, the Nora and Wayne scene is worth the price of admission. Here, watching Nora get that hug and and listening to Wayne say exactly what she needs to hear, uh, and exactly what she was hoping to hear, the didn't even know she was hoping to hear it is so emotionally effective i love that we spend the entire episode going back and forth as to whether nora is an attention seeker or whether she would gladly forsake the attention to have her family back and i think we ultimately land on the idea that she genuinely misses her family and if she could have her family back and lose the attention she'd happily make that trade Uh, and uh, which makes her a character that that i love to watch she i mean she's a character that i love to watch anyway so spending 60 minutes with nora is exactly what i want to do i'll spend a lot more time than that with her <laughs> uh yeah so I, I before i run out of time i'll say time
1: okay i'm, I'm made of 50 i guess
0: go. good okay
1: now you really started out hot with that <laughs> the time step Bob was getting sweaty oh <laughs> Are you trying to trip them? All. I think you're tripping up on purpose now. Just to make me feel a little better.
0: One hundred and fifty is pretty good.
1: It is, <laughs> but it wasn't as good as you were before, man. You were.
0: It, um, that first one was right on the money. That was amazing.
1: Even your second one, you were like wrapping it up, and I had to stop you just while you were wrapping up your last sentence. Like, yeah, I was getting, I was getting worried that you would do it perfect again, and I'd be like, wow. <laughs> hmm. Okay. Anyway, you ready for your number two? I am okay three two one go
0: number two episode 10 the prodigal son returns another 10 out of 10 episode absolutely love it 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 is an episode that i think works so well as a season finale and maybe not quite as well as a series finale but i think that the, with the intent knowing that the intention was to have it act as both just in case they didn't get picked up i think this would have been a perfectly reasonable series finale at that point. I love the, the closure we get on so many of these stories. I love seeing at the end, Jill accepting Kevin beca- and, and Kevin accepting Jill. Uh, I I love seeing Lori kind of turn her back on the guilty remnant as she walks away and, and comes across her son. Uh, I, I love seeing uh, Matt and Kevin bury Patty in the woods and Matt give Kevin a passage from Job to read. This is me helping, he says. Uh, I, lo- I love the dream sequence because we get more Patty, and any Patty that we get is good. <laughs> uh, and the the cap around the whole episode that is for me the highlight of the episode. The voiceover, voiceover of Nora reading the note that she's writing to Kevin because she just has to say goodbye to somebody, and then the idea that as she drops it off, she finds the baby on the porch. And changes her mind and decides that to start a, a life with Kevin and the baby, uh, Nora. I love you. The end.
1: Oh, the end of time.
0: Yeah, that's not <laughs> usually, usually when it's the end. That means. Time.
1: <laughs> I think I'm gonna spend, Yeah, that's a minute thirty-five. That i think going the last thirty seconds dedicated to Nora. <laughs> Let's have the <laughs> silence for Nora. <laughs> Oh, uh, okay. Okay. Right. I mean, wouldn't rank that my number two. Maybe my number three, but I have a ranking, if you ask me.
0: Correct. You, you did rank it your number
1: <laughs> Oh, wow. Look at that. Just laughing. Unbelievable.
0: Right. <laughs> so, I'm yeah. ready. These are your last two, so this is number two and number one for you.
1: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
0: Okay. I have a feeling we're building to consensus.
1: I mean, we both... <laughs> So I'm not gonna act like we don't know you, we know each other's rankings, and yeah, we are. We are right, we are going to get consensus. Okay, ready? Yeah, set, go. Okay, so my number two ranked episode is Gladys, which is episode five, season one. I ranked it a nine. So, first of all, criminally low, Mr. Sal ranked this number four. This this is easily number two to me. This is such a great episode. He kept hyping up August and there and then and then and, and, and right? And he even went as far to say, is no, that episode five. Episode 4 and 5 are the down, the low point of the series, according to Mr. Sal. The, or at least of season 1. This the low point? <laughs> this is certainly not the low point. He was sorely mistaken. This is... Oh, so I was, I, I was going to be amazed if an episode topped this one. I would have been... Okay, well, this is such a great episode. That cold opening with Gladys. Just, I I did not expect that out of the blue. I didn't think she was gonna be killed. I mean... No, I, Yeah, just being killed... Baffled me. The cost constant question of who did it: Matt, Patty, Dean. Uh, I still question if Dean was real, right? Because every time you see him, he talks to the guy walking by. Hi. Of course, you question if Kevin did it. Uh, is this the one with the? You, uh, let me know. Is this the one with the laundry man?
0: Uh, I don't remember.
1: I don't remember either. So I won't even go with that. But we 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 hear about the uh act fac, right? Something like that. Mm-hmm. That organization, and we we hear Kevin's like. You know, this this dark deep uh decision he gets to make and you know he does the moral thing i suppose ah oh, it's uh, the diner scene with lori and Patty's also so great this is such a great episode i have no weaknesses just i guess i could maybe think that did things better but this is a great episode in my opinion in almost every shape and way so yeah that's why i guess number two and a number nine rating for me because 10 ten's you got to be super high it's arbitrarily high It's got to be near perfect i Nine is incredibly great on my rate. To me, if I rate something a nine, so that is all my time. The One, end. One
0: fifty-four. Very good. <sighs> yeah. Uh, and by the way, I, I will happily admit that I was wrong in describing the f- episodes four and five as the low point of the se- of the season. Uh, episode four was I was I was right there. That oh is- yeah,
1: you were on the money there. But you extended. But- Maybe it was so poisonously bad that. You- the rot spread to number five.
0: I, I was very, very wrong on that. Gladys is an outstanding episode. It is so yeah. good. Even
1: better than Guest, I think you could agree on. I
0: I Yeah. I don't anyway, I'm not. ready for my next one. Yeah. <laughs>
1: okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, you ranked it lower. This, yeah. is, this is your top spot. This is my number one spot.
0: Okay. Ready? Yeah, so, I'm ready.
1: Go. The number one spot goes to Cairo, Cairo, however you want to say it. Episode eight, season one. What a, what a magnificent episode! The just the just the beginning, right? Of he, he, well, he, the gr get this quantity of replicas and all oh, the planning stuff out. You don't see the the delivery till the very end, but Kevin and Dean and Patty all in this room. Dean's a show stop for her Hopper, or he's not a Hopper, but he he grabs a scene. Patty grabs a scene. I love Dean. I'm really sad that we might not see him anymore. Love Patty, especially when she was alive. In just the moral quandary, Kevin faces he sees the t shirts. And he this is he's really question he's something's clearly wrong with Kevin, it would seem like in this episode. He's falling asleep and doing things. It's so great. Best Kevin storyline of everything in the series. We see Nora. uh She's not as troubled as she once was. Jill and Amy. Go. They have the falling out, which is fine. Not all about Jill scenes. They're still pretty good, but they're what stopped it from getting a ten. Which that says something. This is crème de la crème of episodes, and it just and it ends wonderfully. Still has a great, this could have been the season finale, is what I felt like, and I still think it could have been. It was a great episode, but the season finale stuff was still pretty
0: good, and that's all I have to say. Time. Huh? Okay, one thirty.
1: How's my shotgun?
0: Okay. All right. So all that leaves is my number one. <laughs> okay. I wonder what it could be.
1: I uh, doesn't people people here wouldn't card count. I think they, yeah, <laughs> they not do that. So surely they haven't figured out what your last episode will be, uh, and surely they have no recent memory that they could think of one I just said, and then maybe perhaps they now recollects you never heard you say it. So. Yeah,
0: they've forgotten that uh, we. Mentioned anything about building to a consensus?
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, they forgot about that as well. Okay, you ready? Yes. Okay, three, two, one, go.
0: Number one, episode eight Cairo. I'm calling it Cairo because it happens in Cairo, New York. And I love that. I love that the, this connection to the National Geographic magazine, which with the article about Cairo, Egypt. And then the setting of this episode is Cairo, New York. I love it. I, I love every Single word that comes out of Patty's mouth in this episode, and I just could not get enough. I was on the edge of my seat, breathing as stillly as I possibly could, so as not to miss a single syllable that she said. She just chews up the scenery. She's incredible. Uh, I happen to love the Jill and Amy stuff. almost as much as the Kevin Patty stuff in this episode. I think the idea of Jill making an adversary out of Nora, outwardly, but inwardly, making her a figure of hope is just stunning. I, I, I love the idea that she needs Nora to be okay. And, and that's that's the driving force between, behind everything that Jill does in this episode. And by the end of the episode, she's alienated everyone she loves and ends up with the guilty remnant so i love i love the breakup scene between jill and amy i think that's a stellar bit of television and anytime you have patty and dean together wow i I've, just dynamic uh still one of the best lines in the whole series and who might you be i love it it's so good uh, and then the the devastating suicide at the end is is just leaves your jaw on the floor and you just cannot wait to see where it goes from there. So, best episode of the, of the series so far. 10 out of 10. Near perfect episode.
1: Time. Oh my
0: God.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, he starts it perfectly and ends it flawlessly. Oh,
0: perfect bookend.
1: <laughs> he had... I lost hope in his ability to do it perfectly again, but he delivered. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God that's how we ended it. I have to do another one now.
0: Listen, uh, anything uh, that you wanted to go back and catch that, that we may have missed?
1: There was. Um, so you talked about uh, Jill searching for hope by making Nora an adversary, but also, you know, hoping in a way that she didn't have the gun, like there was a way to fix herself. Mm-hmm. And to that, I say it's good. It's a good. You know, thought, but it's a copy of the Loft's already done. I don't know if you've seen him, Confidence Man Lost. But it's a very similar story that occurs between a character known as Kate and Sawyer, for those of you that haven't seen Lost. And that's all I'll say, I don't want to spoil it too much. But this was made about a decade sooner than that. So this is obviously copying from that. But still good. I mean I love the dynamic of it. Just-
0: and you are equating Jill to Kate in that scenario? Or Sawyer. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I don't want to spoil it for anyone who hasn't seen Lost. So. I don't think that's a
0: spoiler. I, I'm just interested. I feel like
1: it is someone who has seen Lost. I think that could be a spoiler. But if you feel so glad, if you want to be so high and mighty about it, I'd equate Kate, Jill in that case. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. I've actually thought about that, and I thought maybe we should do a Lost in the Leftovers where we do a, a Kate, Jill, uh, for for part of it, and a Sawyer, Patty for another part. <laughs> that was the other thing that was astounding was that Patty and Sawyer in that uh, in episode eight of their respective seasons were both captives and really antagonistic ones.
1: Eh, for for their own reasons. But yeah, that's true.
0: Yeah. So
1: we both for self-hate actually, maybe for pretty similar reasons, actually. Hmm. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> this is not lost in the leftovers. This is the ranking episode and that's it. That's season one of leftovers. Serenera. No need to think about it anymore. Everyone, listeners, you can now take that part of memory, recycle it, because now Clean Slate Season 2. Actually, I hope you didn't yeah. delete it yet, because Season 2 probably stems off Season 1. So.
0: Oops. I can't believe you said Clean Slate instead of Tabula Rasa. But
1: <laughs> Oh, I wish Dude. I used three pens instead of one. <laughs> oh wait hey, that's, that's Far
0: too many lost references on the leftovers podcast but uh there it's gonna happen folks it's probably worth watching both at the same time that's why we're doing it and I think it's good stuff that that we are'm I'm, I'm really enjoying watching them together I think it's great uh, are you excited for season two Kurt
1: yeah I am excited to see you season two I i I don't even know what they're going to do in season two. You told me that it's not in Mapleton. So I just, I have, I'm up, I, no idea what's going to happen. You know, there's so much more time in an episode at the time Christine stuff's hopefully packed away. I don't, I, so clueless. I have so many questions that I can't model together and answer. Some of my questions are, how's Laurie in the Guilty Remnant in terms of that and this local Mapleton. If, if this doesn't take, place in mapleton anymore are we just following like what might be kevin nora jill and this baby or you know does nora not stay with them like she planned on i'm presuming she does but maybe she doesn't tommy i don't know what happens with him at all big question mark there and mapleton as a whole you know what what are the side effects of this i already asked how the gr is yeah and especially if kevin leaves what happens to the police force do we learn uh, I'm just always curious about how Matt and Senior are doing. A uh, lot, lot of questions. Uh, yeah. So especially because the way they end it with this big riot stuff, mm-hmm. especially if it's like the death of the Gr in Mapleton, I wonder how Matt would feel about that.
0: But hmm. so I'm very yeah. excited. It's yeah. um, and it's interesting. I mean, season two, I think I've told you before, is widely considered to be one of the best up best seasons of television ever made. Like it's. Yeah. It is incredible. It was just really from beginning to end, uh, the, the low points are not very low <laughs> at all. I'm
1: very excited because they've they've said they have a good base here, right? I know I know a lot of the characters. I like a lot of the characters here, right? And yep. they're not attacked. They're, they've got a lot of flexibility to make a great story. So it's just it's in their hands to make a great story. Obviously. Oh yeah. But. They haven't. They haven't really limited themselves. At least it doesn't feel like they have too much. They've, just, I'm excited for what they can do.
0: Good. So, Good. Yeah. Uh, w- so next next week we are back on watching the the leftovers and and proceeding through season two. We'll pick it up next week with episode one, Axis Mundi. And do you know what that means?
1: I've heard this before, but I might have been Axis Mundi. I. I'm not going to look it up, so no. Yeah, I, mean, do I don't know if I don't know off the top of my head. I don't know it. Yeah, but, don't
0: you it. know, look it up after you watch the episode. Okay. So, anyway, uh, we'll be looking forward to that. I know I'm excited to get back into watching it. Uh, taking a week break from leftovers is, is kind of torturous for me. So, <laughs> once I get started, I want to keep rolling right through it. So are
1: having withdrawals like Charlie did from um, Lost. Oh my goodness! Huh, maybe you guys will understand that better if you watch the Lost podcast
0: <laughs> <laughs> or or Lost at all yeah Uh, but we want to uh remind you that you can get a hold of us at showhopperspodcast at gmail.com we'll remind you that we very much appreciate your five-star ratings go ahead and throw them on there right now and then if you want to change them later you always can but start with the five star and take it from there remember and but the the best way to help grow our podcast is to tell as many people as you can about it get lots of people listening
1: like we already said doesn't have to be people it can be alien life forms whatever have you i don't know Lots. i uh, you gotta you gotta give them a, a unique way of sharing it though mr sal like <laughs> i don't know uh if you have uh if you if start your own podcast and no oh i got one mr sal yes <laughs> i'm impressed with this one leave a review not only on this podcast but on a separate podcast you like it, hopefully a more famous one and then when you leave the review hopefully it'll be a good one and you say and just mention the show hoppers podcast interview hey this is a lot like the show hoppers podcast which is my favorite podcast
0: Boom. this is up there with show hoppers
1: yeah this is up there with show hoppers this is or if you didn't like that episode look this is nothing like show hoppers this is a poor showing but let's try to keep it positive i don't want to spread negativity throughout great idea the podcast, the ecosystem so go leave, leave ratings on ours but different podcasts. But make sure you funnel them back our way. <laughs> yeah,
0: We're gonna leave that's a true. leave a review on the Freakonomics podcast about
1: yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> show hoppers. This is so good, almost on the level of show hoppers. <laughs> <laughs> Uh There we go. So that's that's the way. Listen, you know, you gotta give them unique ways to share the podcast because they need it. You know, it helps them. If you guys can think of unique ways of sharing it, so what? Uh, if you give them unique ways of sharing it, I start giving them unique ways things to contact us about. So you know, if you're contacting us, give me any ideas on a unique way of sharing the podcast. <laughs> there you go. There's ID number one or your favorite type of cheese. There you go. Wow. Get some uh, audience You can read engagement. Yeah. I'll re- I'll read all the <laughs> thousands of emails. We'll get about our favorite cheese.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Might well.
1: What's my next cheese purpose? So, yeah. You know. <laughs>
0: Well, I think we'll call it there. And thank you for listening. And we'll look forward to season two of The Leftovers, Axis Mundi.
1: Thank you, everyone.